Hello, Mama! So excited to be here with you again! Feels good to be back. Oh, man, I was um, just craving in this season of newborn uh, just to be productive. It, it, it felt like I was not moving forward with anything. And um, there's something about the way God made me um, that just craves that that progress, that like um, that accomplishment, even if it's like little things like keeping the house clean. I, I just, my soul craves that. And I know part of it probably is my pain getting roped in there. Um, but it, it, it was so hard. It's only been, he'll be six, uh, he'll be seven weeks, uh, in two days. Uh, yeah, he'll be, yeah. In two days he will turn seven weeks. And so it's not been that long, <laughs> but that time really was so hard because I just wanted to move forward on something. And I'm going to talk actually a little bit about that today, just what that looked like, how I got through those hard moments, why it was hard besides just normal newbornness. Um, and so all that to say, I'm just so happy to be here because I'm moving forward. I'm creating something. And also not just moving forward. I love creating. I, I, that's something I realized too, while I was kind of taking my break. It's just how much I love creating things. It just oh, makes me so happy. So all that to say, I'm here. I'm excited. Today, we're going to dive into again, uh, kind of some of my story from the past six weeks, seven weeks. And with that, I want to share with you just the power of gratitude. And I know this is not like a new sexy concept. This is something you've heard millions of times, probably from me many times as well. But it's something that in this season was absolutely essential for me. And I think it's something that we honestly just need to keep being reminded of, uh, no matter how many times we've heard it. It's, it's crazy how often we can, um, forget about it or forget about the power of it. And so I'm excited to share it with you today. It was something so instrumental in my life over the past, um, season. And so I'm excited. So, um, before we jump in, I just want to remind you about our Facebook group. It is led by Lauren, this amazing Kiwi she's from New Zealand. That's why she's called a Kiwi. If you don't know that. <laughs> But she's incredible and she um, just runs this amazing community for Morning Mama and is so amazing. And so how many times can I say the word amazing in one minute? Um, <laughs> make sure you're in there. There's so many amazing mamas there that just want to encourage you and help you know you're not alone. So if you go into Facebook, you can search for Morning Mama Collective and I would love to see you over there. Um, yeah, it's just such a great community. So hope to see you there. But without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, Mama. So over here, it has been a season. <sighs> really nothing serious. And I'll actually unpack that more. Um, but gosh, newborn season, first of all, 
<laughs> You'd think I hadn't done it before. I think part of the problem of like why it was so, um, again, words are hard to find these days. Uh, so, uh, whiplash, that's the word I'm thinking of. How, why I felt like so much whiplash is because my second child, my daughter was an angel baby. She put herself to sleep from the start. I mean, we, we put her on like the, the taking care of baby schedule from the hospital because that just keeps me sane. Um, it helps me so much. So I did that from the start and she literally would just put herself to sleep from the start. And she took a pacifier, which if anyone's had a binky baby before, it's like life changing. <laughs> and, um, you know, breastfeeding was still somewhat hard cause you know, super painful and lots of bleeding and scabs, but we got that corrected, but she got enough milk from the start. So that's always been a big issue with my other kids, which I'll talk about more, but, um, she just was so easy and she's still that way. She's like so easy going. It's, it's so nice to have one easy child. Oh my goodness. Not that my other children are like horrific, but you know, just when you get one of those, it's just, it just makes life a little easier and I love them all equally, but it is easier. So all that to say, I think that's partly why I just was so taken aback by how hard newborn season was. Cause I came from that the last time and you know, and then I think I also just have in the past, cause she just turned two. So the past couple of years, I've really just added so much to my life. I started the podcast. I started, uh, working at my church. I, you know, just have taken on so many new things that I love that, that lack of freedom, um, of what happens when you have a newborn, it was hard. I'm like, wait, I don't get to do these things. I love. I just have to take care of a baby all day, every day, all night. Uh, what is this? Which is normal. And it's a season, right? It's, it's short, short season, but it was so hard. Um, so that's part of why it's been hard over here. So any of you that are going through that, like I feel you, I forgot how hard it is. It, it is so hard for, you know, and every, every newborn season is different for every person, but, um, I just really felt that this time. And again, nothing major. Um, and, and then we just have some like, feeding issues. I might unpack a little bit for you, but I do want to just like stop and encourage you because this season was really hard for me. But again, there was nothing major. There was no, no trauma that we walked through. There's no like birth went well, right? Like healthy baby, all these great things. Everything is great. So it's nothing major. However, it was hard. And, you know, this was actually really put into stark contrast for me, um, in actually a really helpful way where one of my friends who was due right around the same time as me, um, she had her baby, uh, a month early and because of some of, um, how the baby was formed, um, they had to stay in the NICU for, I think the first like month and a half, maybe two months, they just got out and, this is something that I would regularly think about in this season as I'm struggling, as I'm getting frustrated and feel tired and just feeling like, why am I in this season? I don't want to be in this season. That would come to the forefront of my mind. And, you know, it, I had a moment, it easily could have made me feel shame for feeling like, oh gosh, I don't really have it that hard, right? I could easily turn to like negative self-talk and say, gosh, I'm so weak and I'm so dramatic and I'm so what, I don't know, whatever. I try and minimize what I'm walking through. But the thing is 
that what I was walking through was still hard. Uh, if you were to compare, maybe not as hard, but we're not comparing. Like we don't need to compare. It's okay that, that whatever you are in, it's okay that it is hard. Even if your best friend or your sister or your father or whoever is walking through something like quote unquote harder, that doesn't make what you are walking through any less hard. And so I want to encourage you with that because if you try and dismiss what you're walking through and say, oh, it's, uh, it's fine. I'm just, I'm just being dramatic. And sometimes maybe we need to do that. Like (laughs) stop whining. I'm talking to myself, you know, but it's also okay to say it's hard. And when we acknowledge that, that's going to remind us that what we need strength and we can't just dismiss this season as it's just our fault for that. It's hard because it can be hard, even if it's not the hardest. And so I want to, whatever you're in, that's okay. And so, so for me, what that hard looked like, um, is again, I felt like I was stuck. I felt like I didn't have freedom. I felt like I wasn't progressing anything. I didn't feel very strong, right? Like my, my body felt weak. I'm just still recovering. I was hoping my hips would just like whip into shape immediately and just, you know, go back to what they were. It took a while, which was so hard because I was like, that was the biggest thing. I was excited to be done with my pregnancy so that my hips would be back to normal. And now they are, but it took a while, right? I, um, my routines were all out the window, which my routines just are what helped me be the person I am. Like I would not be able to do as much as I do. I would not be able to have as much peace without my routines. And so those were taken from me, right? Like there's a new baby that does not follow my routines. That's out the window. Um, my rest was out the window. Like there, first of all, wasn't much awake time to rest. Um, I would find some every day cause I absolutely needed that, but there also wasn't, um, sleep time, right? Like we're lacking sleep. And, you know, again, this baby like was pretty good. Didn't wake up a ton. Like I know some babies, you know, wake up every 20 minutes, every hour, every two hours. It was never that bad, but you know, there is some of my physical sleep that was lacking. Right. So, um, I was, I was lacking in that. And then you know, I felt like I was missing community because it was hard to get out the door anywhere. I didn't really want visitors. I wasn't responding to any text messages because I just felt so overwhelmed. And so I just, you know, pushed that away, kind of hermited a little bit, but also kind of necessarily because I just needed every second to figure out my children. Um, And so it just was so much And it's so easy in those moments, whether these are big or small things that we're walking through, it's so easy to turn to grumbling, to turn to hopelessness, to turn to negativity, to turn to anger, like whatever it is for you. There were so many moments I felt those, those feelings, those thoughts turning down that road. And so I'm already dealing with a a weakened body, um, a weakened mind, right? I'm not getting all of these things that usually support me in my uh, health, right? My physical, mental, spiritual health. So all of those are kind of depleted. Um, so I'm already at risk for an attack, right? Like if, if there's constantly battles being waged around us, spiritual battles, this, these factors add up to being, um, just open for an attack. And then on top of those things, just, you know, normal newborn things, um, and everyone has their their own specific battles they fight in the middle of the newborn season. For this baby, the battles have been, first of all, breastfeeding. It's 
all my kids have been so challenging. They all have like tongue ties, lip ties, cheek ties, all the ties. And, um, for both of my boys, they haven't been able to get enough milk on their own. Um, and then for all of the kids, they leave like scabs and bleeding and it's horrifically painful in the beginning, not just like starting to nurse painful, but like this, that it's, it's, this would not stop if, um, I didn't get this surgery for them. It's not really a surgery. It's like a procedure they do, but all that to say, <laughs> he was not, my, my baby was not getting enough milk, which is so stressful for anyone that has walked through that, just trying to figure out, um, what to do. And, and, um, so then like, you know, start supplementing with, with pumped breast milk and, but then you're trying to figure out how much is the right amount and, uh, you're still trying to get them to nurse. And so he still, he wasn't latching at all, or if he would latch, he wouldn't suck. Or if he was sucking, it wasn't actually like doing anything. And so just all of these things. And it's just this, this long battle for about six weeks, which doesn't sound like a ton of time, but when you're doing this, what, eight to 10 times a day (laughs) for like, 30 to 45 minutes at a time, because that's how long it would take. It's a lot. And then, you know, you try and nurse for 30 to 45 minutes, and then you supplement with uh, the bottle, with the breast milk, and then it's just like, and then you put them to bed and you start again. So it's just a lot. And, and just not knowing if your baby's getting enough is just such a difficult feeling. Um, and so there was even like one point where he was gaining weight again, cause I'd been supplementing with a ton of, um, expressed milk. And so it was like the lactation consultant said to start weaning off those bottles and then he started losing weight again. And so it's just like this constant mind battle of like, is this enough? Is this too much? And he started spitting up a ton later and turned out he was getting too much pumped milk. So it's just like, it was was so hard and it sounds so, so minor compared to so much, but in the middle of it, it's, it's really hard. And on top of it, I'm having to do all of these, uh, special stretches for him, for his mouth after his, uh, tongue tie procedure. I have to like do these, uh, mouth stretches, um, every three to four hours, all like 24 seven for two weeks. And then you have to do it for three months, um, three times a day after that. And then these neck stretches I had to do at least three times a day. Cause he had like a tight neck on one side and like, it just all adds up. It's all these tiny little things that add up to feel so overwhelming. And so I'm already depleted. I'm already at risk. And then there's that. And then you throw in another kind of normal newborn thing, which is the sleep. And Oh, just, you know, we, we love schedules around here. So I always try and get my babies on the taking care of babies schedules because it gives me peace of mind. It helps me function in this world and it is good for them. And so we always try and do it even like right away. And I know it's, you know, babies aren't clocks, right? They're not going to like immediately get on the schedule. And so there's going to be some, um, pushback. It's going to be hard. And, you know, I love how Kara, um, is all about grace and like, not about getting it perfect and you can hold your babies. You're not going to mess them up. You know, you can wear them, you can all these things. Right. And so I love that. But for me, I really wanted a lot of the naps in the crib because I wanted to spend time with my other kids. And I felt like I was just missing everything with them. Um, and I wanted to get things done and, you know, so it's like, I wanted these naps to work because I needed that time away from my baby, not wearing him. Um, but there was so much struggle with the naps and, you know, trying to get him to sleep. And so I would find myself like depleted from all of these things and trying to put him to sleep and he wasn't falling asleep or he would keep waking up or it was taking forever, whatever it is. And I was just right there 
so open for an attack. And so I'd find my mind start slipping, like I said, into that hopelessness, into that negativity, into that feeling sorry for myself and just feeling defeated and powerless and all of it. And it's okay to feel that for a second, like that's normal, but it it's all about what we do next. And I know in the past, I've easily let that kind of mindset just take over me and just make me feel like this is just a horrible life. And, you know, whatever dramatic thought I want to go to, um, I, I let it, I let that thought continue. But, you know, this time around in this specific battle that I have just been in for these past six weeks, I, I could feel the the strength that I have built over the last um, decade, specifically the last couple of years where I've been so consistent in my time with God. And I felt this, this inner strength that has been built inside of me. And, you know, because I've been meeting with Jesus every day consistently, um, skipping very few days in a year for the past two or three years. Let's see. Yeah, maybe it's maybe three. I don't know. It doesn't matter. At least, at least a couple of years. And so I could see the fruit of that come out. And I felt my spirit rise up in me in these moments. You know, that's, that's what we do when we meet with Jesus. It strengthens the spirit, God's spirit in us. Holy spirit lives in us and connects to our spirit. And the more time we spend with him, the stronger that spirit gets, which takes over our mind, takes over our body. And so, um, I I felt that strength in my spirit rise up. It's kind of like if we'd been working out at the gym consistently and you know, you're going to run a marathon or do something to really like test yourself. You feel the strength that you've been building for all of those, through all of those workouts, you feel it rise up in you. And this is exactly what happened. These workouts essentially, like my time with Jesus, the strength rose up in me and I knew what to do. I didn't even have to think about it. And so, um, for me, and I'm going to share more of some of the things that I would do in those moments. And we're going to talk about like what weapons do you have in your closet that are ready to go. But today specifically, we're just talking about gratitude. And so I would, you know, feel myself being like, oh, this is so hard. And why is this, you know, whatever thoughts, negative thoughts, hopeless thoughts. And immediately I would say, wait a minute. No, I I, I would think about my friend and I would think about how hard they had it. And then I would remember like, and there's even people that have it even harder. Like I have this healthy, amazing baby. And so I would start listing, um, out loud, just quietly as I'm trying to get this baby to sleep. Right. (laughs) I would just start listing things that I'm grateful for. And I would start with anywhere that I could. Like a lot of times I would say, I thank you for my feet. I'm grateful that I have strength in my legs to stand and put this baby to sleep. I'm thankful that I have a room to put this baby in and the warm, dry place. I'm thankful that I have breath in my lungs. I'm thankful that we have food to eat. I'm thankful that I can breastfeed my baby. I'm thankful that I have a baby, right? And it just, once you start, it just gets that ball rolling and you start thinking of like, oh my gosh, I have so much. My life is so good. And it doesn't actually matter what you're facing, big or small. Like this, the same thing could have worked if, 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 if I was facing a tragedy, tragedy, the same thing, because ultimately, even if we're losing everything, we have everything in God. And that's essentially where I would get to in the end of it. It was like, God, it doesn't matter what happens. I, I do hope this baby sleeps and I pray this baby sleeps right now. I can get this nap in, but God, it doesn't matter. Regardless, I'm going to praise you. Regardless, I have everything I need in you. I have my salvation. And I, I remember people in the past saying like, 
you know, it doesn't matter. You don't need anything. Like all, all you need is a gift of salvation. Like you can just worship God for that. And I always just kind of felt like they were just being like overly spiritual. I didn't really like get that. I'm like, yes, I'm grateful for my salvation, but you know, there's other things I need too. And (laughs) I don't know. It finally clicked though in these moments in this dark room where I was like, oh my gosh, that really is all that I need. If that's at the end of the day, all that I have is my salvation. That's everything. And I truly felt that and meant that. And I, I believe that that, that strength would have been there again, regardless of whatever it was that I was facing. And oh my goodness, this simple, right? So simple. You've heard it a million times, but this simple practice would literally turn everything around in that moment. Instead of feeling worried and hopeless and sorry for myself and exhausted and, and feeling some of the real things that I was walking through, the weight of them, I would be rejoicing literally uh, from the core of me out. And I would find joy in trying to put my baby to sleep, even when it was really hard and really frustrating. And even when I would hear, so our, our new house, the, the one thing about it that is challenging or that I, I'm not in love with is that, uh, the main floor is above on the, on the top level. And so on the bottom level where all of our rooms are, you can hear every little footstep. You can hear every little thing drop and there's, you know, two toddlers up there. And so, you know, I would hear stomping and it would wake the baby up when I had just about to get him to sleep. And it would be so frustrating, right? But again, that gratitude turned things around immediately. And so I would literally like, regardless of how challenging that moment was, how worried I was about it, if he was getting enough milk, how sleep deprived I was, how whatever I was, it, it just took over. And I would be able to find joy in that moment and I would be able to connect to God in that moment. And I would, you know, people always say like, make sure you're present with your kids. Make sure you enjoy it while they're little. It goes so fast, right? We hear that again and again and again. And we all know it's true, but it's not always helpful. But because <laughs> we don't always know how to get there. Like we know that's the goal. We know we want to enjoy this time as much as we can. Well, well, always acknowledging that it's hard and, and don't, bypass that because it doesn't have to, just because we want to enjoy it and be present and it doesn't mean it's not hard. It is hard and it's okay that it's hard and we can acknowledge that. And if we don't acknowledge it, it, we're doing ourselves a disservice because we're not going to be fully present because we're sugarcoating everything and just trying to put on this facade of joy and happiness or whatever. And so we have to acknowledge that it's hard, but then we don't always know how to get to the place where we're finding the joy and we get to the place where we, um, enjoy it. But this gratitude got me there in one of like the most annoying moments where you're trying to put a baby to sleep. I don't know if you guys find that annoying. It's, it's just so hard. Like just go to sleep, please just go to sleep. (laughs) Especially after I've taught my other children how to do it. And you know, they're great sleepers now. And I just don't ever have to do that anymore. It's just, it can be so challenging. And so, but even in that moment, that is for me, one of my hardest parenting moments among others, obviously potty training being at the top of that list. Oh man. Um, (laughs) even in that, I actually found that joy and enjoyment and, um, just like loved being there with God in that nursery with my baby and, um, just felt so grateful. So, I want to encourage you, whatever it is you're walking through, whatever thing, and I know some of your things are much bigger than this thing I'm describing. And 
for even for you, it, it will work the same. And this is something I had to do again and again and again and again throughout every day, right? Every time I'd put the baby to sleep, every time I'd be breastfeeding, every time I'd be worried because he was crying and I didn't know what it was about. Every time that those thoughts would come into my mind, I would just start listing again, things that I'm grateful for. And again and again, it would turn me to praising God, which just turns everything around. So one, acknowledge that things are hard. Even if your things are not as hard as your friend's things, they're still hard and you can still acknowledge them as that and you need to acknowledge them as that. And then just be grateful. Find things you're grateful for. And the the actual hard thing you're walking through, there is good that God will bring out of that specific thing, but you don't have to get there immediately. Like give yourself some, give yourself some time. Be grateful for your feet first. Be grateful for the, the, the warm house you have. Right. Okay. So I hope that encourages you. I know it was life changing for me in this season. And you know, the other part of it is just having your spirit ready. Make sure as I encourage you all the time, make sure you're spending that one-on-one time with God every day. I know it can be hard to figure it out with kids, but it is absolutely essential. Get up 15 minutes before them. You know what? Just little, start with baby steps, just little moments that you can find with God, because that will prepare you for when these battles come, you're going to be ready to go. You're going to be ready to fight. You're not going to let the sleep deprivation or the, the real challenges or the lack of freedom and <laughs> all these things get to you because you are solid in your spirit, right? It reminds me of the song, uh, build your house. Oh gosh, that's not the tune. Build your house. <laughs> Guys, I don't know the tune. I'm going to say the words, build your house upon the rock, Jesus. Um, maybe I'm thinking of two songs. That's why it's not coming out right. It's like, it talks about the... <laughs> the sinking sand. Don't build. And there's also a verse that goes with this guys. I'm butchering all of this. <laughs> Don't build your house on the sand because when the waves and the rain come, it's going to wash away. Right. But we build our, our houses upon the rock, which is Jesus. And when we do that, nothing can knock us down. Nothing can get us because we are built on a solid foundation. So get in that time with Jesus, build that foundation and you will be able to handle anything that comes your way. Let me pray for you. God, I just thank you for who you are. I thank you that you give us strength for everything that you put before us, Lord. I thank you that you're working for our good in all things, God, and we can trust that you are you're doing that, God. Even when things feel hard and we don't want we don't want to walk through them, we're annoyed by them, we're frustrated, we're overwhelmed, God. You are working for our good on our behalf, Lord. And so I just pray for every mama that's listening, God, that you would just give her a strength to stand on, God. I pray that you would just help her to to find that time to build that foundation with you, Lord. And I just pray that all of us, God, day in, day out, God, you just remind us to um, just fight these moments with gratitude, Lord, because there's so much you've given us, God, so much, regardless of where we're at in our lives, Lord, there is so, so much. And um, God, I just pray you would just bring that to the forefront of our minds every time we're having a moment where we want to just fall down and feel sorry for ourselves or, or we're actually in a hard moment that is um, taking everything out of us, God. We would just remember that in you, we have everything we need, Lord. We just praise you for that. Thank you, God, for each mom that's listening, God. Just bless her, Lord, and um, help her just to, to, to find you in those little moments. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you've found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. 
Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Oh,